1: Jonathan Peach, the South Australian Nationals President, also the candidate for MacKillop. Good to have you back with us on Flow in 2022.
2: Uh, Good to be with you, Ricky. Thanks uh, thanks for having me.
1: Now, you've made an announcement over the weekend that we wanted to follow up because uh, it's theoretically one of the most winnable opportunities for the Nationals in South Australia. It's the Legislative Council ticket. Tell us who's on your ticket. Yeah, Ricky,
2: at uh, number one, we've got Gary Johansson. And at number two, we've got uh, Lisa Sherry. All
1: right, and so Gary Johansson leads the tickets. He's the one most likely to get elected in where you don't necessarily need a huge number of um, percentage votes to get there. But he's a former Port Adelaide mayor, sort of raised the eyebrows a bit. He's not someone we know well as a regional uh, representative. Has he got a regional uh, focus in this campaign?
2: Yeah, Gary will be uh, very much focused on the regions and also on the fishing sector, um, both recreational and commercial. Uh, Gary has some substantial business interests in the city that everybody's probably aware of, but he's also quite uh, focused on some of his interests in the country and on regional regional development. Um, so he's actively involved in it, not just talking about it, but actively doing it.
1: Yep, and so um, he's the number one on the ticket. You're number two, uh, you'd have to do incredibly well to get two elected, but uh, was it Lisa Sherry, you said. Tell us, tell us a bit about her.
2: Sure. Look, we're always uh, very hopeful that we can get two up. So Lisa Sherry is uh, from Murray Bridge. She's a food scientist with a passion for motorsports. So uh, really thrilled to have her along for the campaign. And uh, her passions are really about getting young people into sciences, and I think that's really critical to the regions. Uh, With most of what we're doing now being based around the science, whether that's from the health sector Agronomy. Um, there's just so many different facets to
1: it. You've made some policy announcements in the context of, uh, I guess, it, was it a campaign launch for the party? So that's really sort of what happened on the weekend. Yeah, so not
2: so much a campaign launch for the party, but a campaign launch for the legislative council ticket.
1: Yep. Okay. And so there's this push here for, um, you know, MPs not to have a taxpayer-funded car. I mean, that's not going to make a huge contribution to regional roads. Is it more about the symbolism?
2: Uh, Look, you could say it's about the symbolism, but I think it's about MPs focusing on what's important and not being in it for the perks that go along with it, Uh, and that it's just a reflection of where we want our focus to be, which is on the voters and on the electors uh, of regional South Australia.
1: And the the focus for your electors, this commentary here for, in the press release talks about uh, the voting itself when they come to elect someone and go into polling booths. Is the National Party saying its preference is that we actually conduct an entirely postal election for this uh, due to the uh, campaign in March due to the uh, COVID nineteen concerns?
2: Yeah, Ricky. So as we've been talking to people, the, there's certainly a lot of concern in the electorate at the moment around COVID and and the risk to health and uh, we've sort of scaled down our door-knocking as a response to that as well because it's been something that people are starting to become quite uncomfortable with. But as we were going into this and um, thinking it through, I think most regional South Australians will be familiar with postal voting. It's something that we've done for a long time, but there are certain criteria that have to be met to be eligible, and the current pandemic is not one of them. Uh, it would actually take a change, we believe in legislation, possibly in regulation, to make this happen. Um, But the South Australian nationals are saying to the state government that South Australians need to at least be given the option, even if it's not completely by postal vote, South Australians need to be given the option to those that aren't eligible to be able to have a postal vote so that they're not putting their health at risk uh, as we go to the election.
1: Well, I think there's been a high number of pre-poll and postal voting in past elections. And the New South Wales council elections, they were postponed and they still went ahead. You know, they have in-person elections in New South Wales. Why is it um, that, that concerning here in South Australia? Is it because we've got a lower vaccination rate than other states?
2: No, I don't think it's so much about that, Ricky. I think it's about the fact that we've got a situation where... Uh, the current COVID uh, virus has become much more transmissible. Uh, We've opened things up and it doesn't look like anybody has the appetite to close things down again. Uh, So it's really just a reflection of the current situation we're going into. The the state election is going to be in a period of time where there is a risk to the population.
1: And just still on COVID the state government has announced over the last couple of days and they're today um, launching their Glossop distribution site in the Riverland for rapid antigen tests. They're giving those away. Have they been fast enough in your view, the state government in deploying into regional areas these rapid antigen tests?
2: No, I don't think so, Here, I was quite incredulous that Murray Bridge only uh, had theirs a few days ago. Um, We've had plenty of time to think about this and to plan for what was going to happen when the borders opened, and it seems to be knee-jerk reactions and and, uh, delayed reactions continually happening across this um, response.
1: And when you talk about, like, Murray Bridge was fairly late in the piece, is this another example of where there's a city-centric problem in state politics where sometimes the regional areas feel like they're an afterthought?
2: I would certainly say so. And I'm thinking about that situation, if, um, if some of our larger regional centres weren't prioritised uh, early on in the deployment strategy, we've got a situation where country people aren't just having to drive to their regional centres, but they're having to drive into Adelaide um, to get testing, potentially being ill or um, being affected so it also increases that risk of transmission
1: yeah and just lastly the uh, kingston East, the hospital i think had to close may still be closed I haven't been able to check that first date back in the office but uh you know does that is that a sort of canary in the coal mine for regional health uh when you've got a covid uh transmission rate that's happening the anguston hospital i think is only taking covid cases and nothing else now is this sort of showing how poorly funded country health has been in south australia
2: Yeah, Ricky, I think I'd go back again to uh, what I was saying just before, that we've had time to prepare for this. We've had time to set up some dedicated centres. And I think we're finding now that there hasn't been enough thought going into it. And it's really showing that um, the regional health system does need to be improved.
1: All right, well, we look forward to hearing more on the policy front from the um, SA Nationals going into the election, maybe catching up with Gary Johansson, Jonathan Peach, national Pre- uh, State President for the um, Nationals in South Australia and candidate for MacKillop. Great to catch up with you again today. Thank you for having me